You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today, as always, are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. Howdy. Hello. <laughs> today we're talking about the American Kennel Club's Canine Good Citizen Program, often called CGC. This program is, I think, more and more important in today's world, especially as we face more restrictions on dog ownership. So we're going to spend the half-hour show today talking about the program, what it's doing in the world today, and it's not just the United States, but in the world, and how it can be a good thing for you and your dog. So we'll be back in just a minute, listen to our sponsors, and we'll tune in in just a second. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Flight 291 is now boarding. All passengers, please proceed to gate four. And who's this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi, Bailey. She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards, too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Welcome to Personals.com. As a fellow cat owner, I know how finicky we are. From our friendships to our loves to just about everything, not any old website is going to satisfy us. Here at Personals.com, cat lovers from all walks of life can celebrate the photos, the stories, and videos of their beloved family member. And if you're single, here's your chance to meet someone who's perfect for you. Share your personality today for free. See you soon. Personals.com. That's P-U-R-R-S-O-N-A-L-S.com. Finally, a place to meet that special person. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, 
Fido Friendlies, the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. We're talking today about the American Kennel Club's Canine Good Citizen Program, called CGC for short. This program started in the late 1980s. 1989 I believe and I was lucky enough to be involved with the first test that was held in San Diego California I was one of the evaluators for the test and when uh, I had another evaluator take over the ring for me I took two of my dogs through the CGC is a series of 10 tests that uh, emphasize the dog owner relationship responsible dog ownership and basic training for the dog and the owner because this is a teamwork, you and your dog. The program I feel can be very important today uh, as we face a lot of breed restrictions, legislation outlawing dogs of certain breeds, restrictions (laughs) on dogs of various sizes. I mean, how many homeownership associations say you can have a dog under 30 pounds but not above? You can have this breed but not this one. Dogs are not allowed in so many city parks, county parks, state parks, national parks. This is a tough time for dogs and dog owners. And I think we as dog owners need to take an active step in helping our own future. Let's make dogs welcome additions to the world around us. And I think the CGC program can be very beneficial in that aspect. One of the nice things about it is it it's showing that your dog can be polite out and about in public and it gives owners a chance to practice how their dog should be polite out and about in in public both with people and with other dogs yeah well i think the biggest thing is it seems like the dog owners that get the bad rap get the publicity and us people who are responsible dog owners you don't hear anything about them yeah nothing so i think this is an excellent program to promote the good ones out there. And, and it's not the, the dog's fault, it's the owner's. So it's promoting them to put that special extra training and effort into their dogs. It's not required to take a class before taking the test, but we found with a number of our students it's really been very helpful for them to learn how they're supposed to greet someone with another dog, what they're supposed to do with their own dog during that time. Well, we used to uh, have the CGC test without having a class. And unfortunately, we did find that the failure rate was significantly higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when we started doing the class as a six-week, one-hour class, one-hour a week for six weeks, the passing rate was significantly higher. We held a test today. Mm -hmm. We had uh, how many dogs in the class? Um, About 10? Yeah. 
And we only and had like one, one dog not pass, and mm-hmm. he wasn't a surprise. No. He'd had some yeah. training challenges, so all the other dogs passed and passed quite well. And there's a, remarkably a lot of owners that do a good job with their dogs as far as behavior, but just don't know it enough. Just like doing the class, I think it's like polishing up a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that just made a big difference. Mm-hmm. And not to the level of competition obedience, but to the level of being able to go out in public and yes. not have a dog go wild. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. The uh, CGC program has been tremendously uh, popular, and not just here in the United States. It's uh, gone to a num- number of other countries who have formulated similar programs. Um, listing of some of the countries, England, Australia, Japan, Hungary, Denmark, Sweden, Canada, and Finland have developed CGC programs of their own based on the CGC to help establish uh, policies for police and animal control agencies. Uh, A lot of therapy dog groups use the CGC as a basic control evaluation. Although many of them add a little bit of extras. Sure. And then uh, 4-H groups are Uh actually doing as a uh, uh, beginning step for the kids to handle their own dogs is the CGC. Just a good, it, even though it's by the AKC, you do not have to have a registered purebred dog to do the CGC. It's for all dogs. All dogs, any dog. All mm-hmm. shapes, sizes, breeds, mixtures thereof. Yep. Actually, yep. I've judged a couple of the uh, the 4-H CGC tests in, in years past, and that's a riot because you get <laughs> kids in different age groups with every imaginable family dog from the rowdy puppy to the 12 year old senior dog who's going why am i out here (laughs) why are we doing this now but you know what kids and dogs there's just nothing like it and when the kids are learning responsible dog ownership you know they're going to carry those skills on into adulthood and you know the proverbial the next generation and that's wonderful and their expectations for what a well-behaved dog would be is much more reasonable now and much higher, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. I exactly. think higher and reasonable are the same. <laughs> we know what dogs can do. Exactly. And then I think uh, uh, here in the States, because you mentioned the other countries, there are um, 21 states that now, uh, through their state legislature, recognize the CGC program, which is, I think, absolutely wonderful. And then um, some insurance companies. Um, are recognizing if your dog's gone through a CGC. Renters. I know I had a condo a few years back, but it's probably one, if I would have thought about it, would have allowed, and and I would have allowed animals, you know, and of course I'd say go through a training class. (laughs) (laughs) But if they can prove they had a CGC and that they were responsible, that's a good program as well. Sending your kid to driver's education uh, gives the insurance company uh, that you're a little more aware. Mm Mm-hmm. So the same thing for renters Renters with dogs. Yep. When my husband and I were still in the uh, military and we were traveling, we would get assigned to different bases. We didn't buy a house at each place of assignment because we never knew how long we were going to stay there. So we always rented. And of course, we've always had dogs and often big dogs, German Shepherds. But we always got the CGC on our dog, and I have to admit, I would make up a reference book for each dog with their CGC, their obedience titles, references from other landlords, and we never, ever had problems renting a house, even if the house said no pets in the ad. We would go, we would show our, basically, the dog's references, Mm -hmm. 
and bring the dogs with us and have them behave. And we always rented a place, and we always left it in better condition than when we moved in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same here. I, had, I remember having uh, landlords, don't move, stay, <laughs> which is nice. Yes. And uh, hotels and motels when traveling. Sure. Yes, and maybe definitely. that little extra bit that allows your dog to stay with you mm -hmm. there. Right. So let's go into details. Let's talk about the CGC. The CGC itself, first of all, all the tests are on leash. The dog is wearing either a buckle collar or a slip collar or a martingale collar. No head halters, no prong collars. Mm -hmm. And the AKC itself says that they understand that these special training collars may be valuable equipment for some dogs, but they look upon those as beginning training tools, not for the dog who would be taking a CGC. The handlers can talk to their dogs throughout the test. And should. And should and talk should. to their dogs, yes. obviously. Uh, but they cannot use food during this test. Mm -hmm. And again, food can be a very valuable training tool, but for the beginner dog, not during the test itself. The evaluator is certified by the AKC, and you can go to the AKC website, www.akc.org, for a list of evaluators to find one in your area. Not any trainer can officially hold the CGC test. Uh, the AKC does require that the evaluators be certified and tested through them. And they will have the testing materials and the scoring materials. And the ever-important medallion at the end when your puppy dog fat passes. Yes. Oh, yes. exactly. Yes. Or we get a patch. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Yes. Um, so some of the steps. The first one is accepting the friendly stranger. And that's basically what's going to happen when you walk out there. It's uh, you and your dog. You have your dog sit next to you. Somebody's going to come up and just greet you, which can happen because not everybody wants to pet your dog. But to be able to stand there and just have a casual conversation with them, maybe your neighbor, somebody down the street. Hey, how you doing? And you know, without your dog jumping on them or lunging at them or running in the other direction scared. <laughs> and the requirements for this are the test demonstrates that the dog will allow a friendly stranger to approach it speak to the handler in a natural everyday type situation. The evaluator at this point during this first test does not interact with the dog at all. And uh, the requirements say the dog must show no sign of resentment, aggression, or shyness. The dog may not jump on or rush to the evaluator to initiate contact, and the dog may not lunge forward to greet the evaluator. The dog should be under control. And so this is basic daily manners. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Just like I said, you see anybody... And that's the overwhelming hi. theme of the whole CGC is the dog should be under control. Yeah. All right. Test number two. Sitting politely for petting. So in this test, the dog will sit quietly while the friendly stranger um, pets it and touches with it, touches the dog. Um... You have your dog sit by your side. The friendly stranger comes up, says, may I pet your dog? You say, of course, she's a wonderful dog pet. And the evaluator or some friendly stranger um, pets on the dog and loves on them. But again, manners should be the same if you run into somebody uh, in public. How have many people sit? do we have come to class to say, my dog jumps on everybody when we're out for a walk, or mm -hmm. my dog jumps on people that come to the house? If you have your dog sitting nicely... Then he can't jump on people. Exactly. <laughs> and again, the dog should be under control throughout this exercise so that they're a welcome 
dog to meet out and walking around in public. Mm -hmm. Or when people come to your house. All right, the third exercise? Uh, appearance in uh, grooming. All right, so on this one, item number three, appearance in grooming, this uh, demonstrates that the dog will welcome being groomed and examined and will permit a stranger such as veterinarian, groomer, or a friend of the owner, or perhaps a pet sitter, to do so. Uh, this test also demonstrates that the owner has cared for the dog, is concerned about the dog's well-being, and has a sense of responsibility towards the dog. In this examination, the dog does not have to hold a specific position, so he doesn't have to sit. He may stand, and sometimes it's easier for the dog to be examined if he's standing. Which is a good habit. I mean, I know when, when you I go, go to the, the vet, yeah, my dog's standing so they can do a proper exam. And again, how many times has our veterinarian thanked us when we left <laughs> oh, because yeah. our dogs are so well behaved on the exam table uh -huh. exactly. or when Walter goes in for grooming. Yeah, as former vet techs, you and I, we both oh, yeah. appreciate a dog that's used to being handled, is relaxed about it. Mm -hmm. Isn't um, trying to eat us. <laughs> or the vet because it's the job of the technician to make sure the veterinarian doesn't oh, get bit. Yes, the first rule of being a vet tech is the veterinarian has the extensive education. He or she is not to be bitten. So yes, they we get, enjoy they that. They get bit, they can't write the check. So. Yes. Now, during this one, the owner may have a hand on the dog to help the dog hold still. I hate calling the dog it. Yeah. To help him or her hold still. And the friendly stranger, the evaluator, will have a brush and or a comb and run it over the dog. <laughs> check the ears and the and front touch legs the, and the paw. The paws and yes. Which a, you should be able to do, which really, I, I get, maybe just because we've been doing it so long, it's a common sense. Yes. <laughs> but how many, times do vet, how many times are our vet referred people to us? Can't check the ears. Dog won't even touch the ears. Mm -hmm. Go see kindred spirits. <laughs> right. As opposed to the two dogs today that were just melting when being brushed. Yes, oh, that, was, some more. that was so cute. <laughs> Uh, the requirements for this exercise say that the dog can wiggle, he can squirm, he can be happy about it, but uh, it should never be excessive so that the dog can't be handled or that the dog, again, is out of control. Uh, the dog also should not struggle to try and pull away and should not try to avoid the handling or the brushing. And of course, any aggression shown at any time on any of the tests is the cause for Is failure. an automatic failure, yeah. yes. All right, uh, item number four, I'll give to you since Petra can't see it. Oh, I can do the next. You want to do it. There you go, girl. All right, thank you. I think I cleared out. Okay. <laughs> um, so item number four, out for a walk, walking on a loose leash. Um, this demonstrates the handler is in control of the dog. The dog may be on either side of the handler, whichever the handler prefers. Um, it's a evaluator may use a pre-planned course or may direct the handler calling out in directions, which is what I do, and that's kind of fun. <laughs> which is the challenge for the owners. Which way is yeah. left? Which way is right? This is probably my favorite exercise because exactly that. You know, when you have them go forward, then you say left, and you see them go shoot. Which way is left? Okay. The dog side. <laughs> you know? yeah. Or do about turn. Now come back to me. <laughs> it's a good test to see how stressed out the owners are. And usually, you watch the dogs when you call out the commands. The dogs are doing it. Yes. Mm -hmm. How many times have we said, just follow your dog? <laughs> so anyway, um, so what you're trying to do here is uh, do one right turn, one left turn, do an about turn, and then put uh, uh, two stops in there, somewhere in the middle, and then one at the very end to stop. And have hurt. the dog stop and, and, and sit. sit. 
And this is basically common, everyday walk on a leash. We don't want the dog dragging the owner down the street, so the dog is coughing because his collar's tight and the owner's arm is pulled out of the socket. The dog who's pulling ahead is going to get in trouble. Uh, He's going to be more apt to initiate a conflict with another dog or he's going to tangle his leash up around somebody's legs. So if you do meet someone whose dog is pulling them like a sled down the street, it's nice to have a good turn and your dog move with you so you can just simply move away from Get away from Mm -hmm. them. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, those are the first uh, four exercises. We've got to take a break for our sponsors. We'll be right back in a minute and we'll talk about the last six. Hold on. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ready to take a walk? Not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And today we're talking about the American Kennel Club's Canine Good Citizen program called the CGC. In the first half of this program, we talked about what the CGC was, some of the effects it's had basically on the world, not just the United States, but other countries, some of the uh, requirements of the test, and we've talked about the first four exercises. The fifth exercise is walking through a crowd. Now, here in northern San Diego County, uh, several of us have a very favorite place to walk. I know Petra and I both walk there a lot. I think Kate does too, and that's Oceanside Harbor. It's a lovely little harbor. There's, uh, oh, hundreds of boats. There's sea lions barking out in the in the harbor. There's big birds flying all over the place, people fishing off the pier. And, and at one end of the harbor, there's a nice little restaurant row. When you take your dog for a walk around the harbor, when you're going through restaurant row, that's walking through a crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> walking through distractions. Yep. Including little kids with pizza held at the dog's nose high. We're now and- at the warm summer days coming, ice cream. cream. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Walking through a crowd, teaching your dog to focus on you and ignore distractions is an excellent skill. Same thing if uh, down in San Diego, the city of San Diego, there's a big park down there called Balboa Park where dogs are welcome. Wonderful place to go for a picnic. But up there in the park, there's also street musicians and there's also international houses where often they have special events going on. It can be crowded. Teaching your dog to walk with you and ignore all these distractions is an excellent exercise. Talk about walking through a crowd. A couple of weeks ago, in local city Carlsbad had one of the largest street fairs. Oh, in the country. definitely. Their and village fair. Their village fair. Mm-hmm. And I was watching dogs go through the crowds. Uh-huh. Some better than others. <laughs> um, you know, tangling up people if they were lunging ahead, dragging their owners through, getting caught up. Excuse me, excuse me, coming through. Ah. Um, small dogs getting kicked, you know, or uh, stomped on. Oh, yeah. As opposed to the ones walking nicely by their owner who were able to move through the crowds. Right. And even though there's hot dogs on the street and everything else, they could just enjoy the day and be with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some of the requirements for this test, the dog can show interest in strangers. He can show interest, obviously, in distractions, but he should walk nicely with his owner without evidence of over-exuberance, shyness, or resentment. Let me repeat that. Without evidence of over-exuberance, shyness, or resentment which means the dog should pay attention to his owner. He can pay attention to the world around him, of course, but he should be under control. There's that phrase again, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and paying attention to his owner. He may not jump on people in the crowd, and he cannot be straining at the end of the leash. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did see one dog. He was pulling on his owners and went up and, you know, go goosed somebody from behind. Oh. You know, the guy turned around without even thinking and slapped at the dog's face. Well, you know, I can't really blame the guy. No. Somebody no. comes up, puts a cold nose in my butt. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd, I'd have probably been a little more rude and then handed him our business card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, test number six, 
sit down and stay. This test demonstrates that the dog has had at least some training and will respond to the handler's commands. So the test, first the dog will sit. You have the dog sit on command, um, down on command, and then stay in a sit or a down for stay in place. So you're going to walk away from your dog at the stay. 20 feet away. 20 feet away, turn and then and turn back. and walk back. Oh, mm-hmm. so just leave them there and go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. And the dog should hold the stay until you get back to him mm-hmm. and release him. So you, the owner never goes out of sight on that one? No, not on that one. That one is just simply walking away yep. and coming back. Obviously, the sit, down, and stay are three basic commands that are important. We teach them in our basic classes, and we, we give examples as to how they can be used. You know, Teach the dog to sit and stay at the front door. And then he won't dash out as you're bringing the groceries in. Teach him to sit and stay at the uh, gate so you can take the trash cans out. And again, he's not dashing through. Downstay is wonderful in the house when you're eating, so he's not begging under the table. When guests come over, you can have your dog downstay at your feet so he's not trashing your guests. Mm -hmm. So basic commands that have a lot of uses in daily life. Show that your dog has some self-control as well. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Next exercise, uh, number seven, is coming when called. Oh, (laughs) one of the most important commands. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. So again, the handler uh, sits the dog, leaves them, just goes 10 feet away, turns and calls the dog to them. Now this is is done on a long line. Mm -hmm. 20 foot long line. Mm -hmm. And they can call them, uh, I guess, a few times, or I guess repeat the command. But we've practiced with our students, and uh, really we emphasize the first the command. Em- yeah, first <laughs> command only, and then we do emphasize the come and sit in front, mainly for those dogs that like to come to you. Hey, how are you? Shoom, and dash past. <laughs> <laughs> At least it gives you opportunity to put the leash or whatever, grab your dog's collar. And you want to be sure that the dog is coming. You can reel them in when training, but for this level of the test, they should come in without being mm-hmm. dragged all the way to you. Well, actually, in the AKC says that if the owner has to reel the dog in, the dog does not pass the test. The dog should come, and the owner can encourage him, but the dog should come on his own. The long line is basically to make sure the dog doesn't dash away, and that, you know, not all tests are held in a fenced-in training yard like we hold them. Exactly. So, again, coming when called is very much a basic command uh, that's very important. Reaction to another dog is item number eight. So you'll have the person being tested with their dog and either another student, as we often do, mm-hmm. or the evaluator with the dog. You will walk up to each other from a distance of about 15 feet away, stop facing each other, have your dogs sit. They can stand, but at least be under control and ignore the other dog. Don't get in their face while the handlers exchange a few pleasantries. So this is a good example of, uh, say for example, I take one of my dogs, walk down the street to the mailbox to get the mail, and one of my neighbors is walking the other direction towards me to take her dog out for a walk Mm -hmm. or to play. We say hi, exchange greetings, our dogs are well-mannered, sit by our side, and then we say, okay, cool, we'll see you later, and walk on past. Which is a good exercise, because how many people do we see allow their dogs to go nose to nose? And initially, but some he's so friendly. And all of a sudden, one of them will just go off. Yeah. yeah. You know, why get to that point? Mm-hmm. You walk, dog's next to you, you have them sit there or stand there, don't move, and you can talk. So I tell my students, sometimes the answer is no. 
Sometimes you don't get to say hi to another dog. Yeah, exactly. Either you it's yourself not a bad thing. or you're a dog. So it's good know. practice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And again, responsible dog owner. <laughs> being polite, being under control. That's the basis for all of this Yep. in different scenarios. Then item number nine, re- uh, reaction to distractions. Um, this test demonstrates the dog is confident at all times when faced with a common distracting situation. Um, the evaluator is to select two distractors from among the, uh, the following. We have done um, plastic bags. Flapping a plastic flapping trash around. bag. To see how they're sound sensitive, and we've done the um, pan and lid, lid, pong, you know, getting them together, the spoon in the plastic or a uh, metal dish. And sometimes it's the funny things that a dog will react to, like I was doing crutches in a wheelchair tai today. Chi. Oh, I was yeah, that wheelchair. one. But just doing tai chi or pretending to stretch, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Abby walks by and her little forehead is like. What's Kate doing? Yeah. She was interested. She didn't pull away from her, no, her but walked no. by just going, huh, that looks unusual. Because I stretch and move different. In slow, different height. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I well, had ugly I, I, I hate to admit it, though, but I was watching you. <laughs> <laughs> What's Kate doing? <laughs> and therapy dog groups that use the CGC will use wheelchairs, walkers, mm-hmm. someone walking with an unsteady or uneven gait. Oh, that's um, one of my favorite things. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You do a stagger quite well. <laughs> I do a drunken sailor like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, you could do a jogger right in front of the dog. Mm-hmm. You can drop a pan. You can... Uh, We've used a cowbell. A chair, a cowbell. Um, pushing a cart or a dolly past a dog. Of course, I love pretending I'm a, a street fair musician and doing the harmonica and uh-huh. mm-hmm. other noises like exactly. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And these are common things. Your dog's going to come across it one time or another. And item number 10, the final one. The, the most difficult out of the all. The last exercise is probably one of the hardest, mm-hmm. and it's supervised separation. The dog is left for three minutes while the owner walks out of sight. And now, this is not to encourage you to tie uh-huh. your dog outside of the <laughs> grocery store and walk in and leave him. But instead... Well, in fact, Patron Kate and I use a real-life example. Mm-hmm. When we go on vacation and take the dogs with us and leave our significant others at home, perhaps we're walking down the street, oh, will you hold my dog? I need to run into the restroom. Yeah. Or I want to go into this gift shop. Yeah, the uh-huh. gift shop is much more often. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know. that's Oh, look, here, hold the dogs. <laughs> that's us holding Kate's dog. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, holding Kate's dog while she goes into the thrift shop. That's right. Oh, yes. 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 Or the dollar store. It's definitely more than three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Your dog can't always go in with you, and you want your dog to be comfortable when you leave him in the hands of a trusted friend. Not a stranger, not tying him outside of a store. Yeah, can you imagine? Here, hold my dog for a few minutes and come back. They're gone. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, that's happened. Oh, yeah. In this day and age, it happens too often. I get really, really worried when I, I see a dog tied outside of a grocery store. And there's been on one, more than one case I've stood out there twiddling my thumbs standing near the dog just to make sure nothing happens because mm-hmm. it's scary today. You get a two-year-old toddler that runs over and sticks her fingers in the dog's oh, eye. definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's a scary <sighs> yeah. proposition. And the AKC, by having this test, is not endorsing leaving your dog. But in reality, there are times your dog may not be able to go into the restroom with you, can't go into the store with you, uh, can't stay outside of the fast food place while you go in for an iced tea. And so he's comfortable when um, 
you leave him. And it is for three minutes. That's a reasonable period of time for most of us to run to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And so that's the time period that they have the dog left. Ideally, the dog should remain in position, but it's not required. We do tell our people in our classes, leave your dog either in a sit or a down stay, whichever he's most comfortable with. However, he does not fail the test if he breaks the stay because that's not required. But the dog shouldn't bark excessively, whine, howl. He will fail the test if he uh, does that. Throw himself against the leash. No lunging, no signs of agitation. If he paces a little bit and looks for his handler, that's okay. But no extreme stress. And then any dog who gets agitated at the supervised uh, separation uh, will not pass it. So we're looking again for calm, relaxation, limited stress. Just, you know, they can be worried about their owner being out of sight, but just understanding that the owner's going to come back. Now, one other part of the uh, test that we need to say is that uh, any dog that urinates or defecates during the test should not pass. If the test is being held outside and the dog does so between exercises or before or after, that's fine. Uh, But not indoors and even outdoors, not during the test. So that is not allowed. So that's basically it. That's the canine good citizen test. If you're interested in this, and I, I encourage you to look into it, talk to your local dog trainer or go up on the AKC's website, www.akc.org, and uh, click on Canine Good Citizen. Like I say, the evaluators are listed uh, up there on the website. By state and city. By state and city. And uh, you can find someone in your area who holds it. And I do suggest that most people do a class first that will uh, increase your chances of success because the class can walk you through the exercises and make sure you have all the skills. And those are important skills. We want people to take their dogs out in public and have well-behaved dogs showing the rest of the world that not all dogs are going to rip out throats and and be bad. So you got to get out there to show them the good. You have to counteract the bad stuff. As Kate says, be a good ambassador. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. If we all just stay at home and with our dogs, that's wonderful for us. But But it doesn't show the world world right. Or don't sit there and complain that people have done wrong with their dogs or the dog bites or anything. Go out there. Show the better side. Show the good side. That's one of our favorite things for our students to come back and say, I was just walking my dog down the street and these people were going, wow, your dog walks nicely. Because people have such a low opinion of what dogs can do. And we have such high expectations. Exactly. (laughs) But we make those high expectations apply to all of our dogs. Yep. Kate owns two. I own three. Pedro owns four. Our other class assistants have multiple dogs. It applies to all our dogs. Exactly. Yep. And I think that's a fun thing for our students to go out and say, yeah, people will really admire how well my dog behaves. Well, it makes all that hard work pay off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's our show for today. I hope you've learned something. I hope you look into the Canine Good Citizen program. It's a wonderful program, and it's good for all of our dogs. All of our dogs. So that's it from It's a Doggy Dog World. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? 
Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.